Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu, nasta'inuhu, nastaghfiruhu, wa nuhmidu bihi, wa natawakkalu alihi, wa na'udu billahi min shuroori anfusina, wa min sayyati a'malina, من يهدي الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورديت لكم الإسلام دينا صدق الله لديم الله عز وجل in this uh, ayah mentions the completion of the deen that day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying today we have completed we have perfected your deen for you and we have completed all the blessings for you and we have pleased with and chosen you Islam as the deen for you this ayah was revealed approximately 1331 uh, years ago on the on the day of the Arafah when Rasulullah was uh, performing the Hajj. And when this ayah was revealed, Umar uh, al-Khattab, when he heard Rasulullah reciting this ayah, he started crying. And Rasulullah uh, asked him about why he was crying. And the response of Umar al-Khattab was that uh, after... Uh, after this, he said, Rasulullah uh, asked him first, what made, uh, what made you cry? He said, what made me cry is that our religion is being perfected for us. Now it is perfect, nothing is perfect, but, but it, it is bound to deteriorate. And Rasulullah responded to him with sadaq, which means that you have said the truth. And uh, we are uh, similarly... One time a Yahudi came to Umar al-Khattab and he said to Umar al-Khattab that you Muslims recite an ayah in your book, in the Quran, that if that ayah would have revealed to us, we would have marked that day as the day of celebration for us. And Umar al-Khattab asked him which ayah he was referring to and he mentioned Al-Yawm Akmaltu Lakum Dinakum, the same ayah from Surah Al-Ma'idah, which is uh, one of the last ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. And uh, Umar bin Khattab, upon hearing this, he said, we know when this ayah was revealed and we have marked that day. And it is a day of celebration for the Muslims anyways, because that's the Yawm Arafah. Now, when uh, uh, the, the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this, uh, to Rasulullah this ayah was revealed 
uh, that ayah marks the completion of the deen as well. Because uh, if the deen is completed, we understand that no more new ahkam of Allah Azza wa can be revealed to Rasulullah after that. And uh, uh, that means that if anything is added to the deen, that will make it imperfect. If anything is taken out of the deen, that would make the deen imperfect as well. And uh, uh, the following day, Rasulullah after this ayah was revealed, he gave the khutbah which we remember as Hajjatul Wada'a, which was the last khutbah Rasulullah addressed to the people uh, in, the la- in, the, in the hajj that he performed. And uh, inshallah, in today's khutbah, I will just cover the main points which are mentioned in the khutbah, and there are about 10 points. And uh, we can see the relevance of those 10 points. Uh, they are as relevant today as it was before. As a matter of fact, as a Muslim, we can see the very same things which are mentioned and Rasulullah Sallallahu emphasized. We are losing the grip on those ideas and those uh, ahkam that Rasulullah Sallallahu talked about are not in the implementation phase, most of them, uh, especially on the societal level. Rasulullah Sallallahu in this khutbah mentioned, O people, lend me an uh, attentive ear for I know not whether after this year I shall ever be amongst you again. Therefore, listen to what I am saying to you very carefully and take these words to those who could not be present here. So in the beginning of the khutbah, Rasulullah already clarified to the sahaba over there who were present that number one, it may be the last time Rasulullah is addressing and he may not be there for the next year's hajj. That's one thing. Second, Rasulullah said, pay attention. Because when you are mentioning something to somebody that you think this is the last time you are addressing to that person, you want to give the most important things to that person. Similarly, when Rasulullah was addressing the Sahaba, he wanted to point out the most important things or aspects of the deen. And he asked them to pay attention. And not only that, he also mentioned that they take this message to the people who are not present. And that includes us as well. Because that is without the time bound. Yes, the people who were not present that day over there. And so were we. We were not present that day either. So that task was given to the Sahaba and to the following generations to pass this message to the people who were not present while Rasulullah was delivering the khutbah. And then he continued on. Number one thing that he mentioned there, people, just as you regard this month, this day, this city as sacred, so regard the life and property of every Muslim as sacred trust. Return the goods entrusted to you to their rightful owners. Hurt no one so that no one may hurt you. Now, when it comes to the life and the wealth of the Muslim, Rasulullah has already mentioned in many other hadith. And in one of the famous hadith, while Rasulullah while he was doing the tawaf of the Kaaba, and uh, he he talked about the blood and the honor and the, uh, and, and the wealth of the Muslim this way and with the hadith is reported by Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu anhumah qala ra'aytu rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yatufu bil ka'bati that 
he saw Rasulullah he says I saw Rasulullah sallam that he was uh, doing the tawaf of the Kaaba and he says ma atyabaki wa atyaba rihak that uh, how uh, uh, Rasulullah said how pure you are and how pure is your fragrance ma adamaki wa adama hurmatak and Rasulullah said how great are you and how great is your sanctity walladhi nafsu muhammad biyadi and then he is swearing by he said by the one in his, whose hand is the soul of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam la hurmatul mu'min a'dhamu 'indallahi hurmatu mink that the the sanctity of the believer is greater to Allah than your sanctity. That goes on. That the hadith says, "Al-mu'minu adamu عند الله حرمت من منك ماله ودمه ونذنو به إلا خير إلا And the hadith goes on that uh, and his wealth and his life and to assume nothing of him but good. That's the way Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us one of the most important thing for a Muslim to think about about other Muslim, his blood, his wealth, his honor, and unfortunately we can see that what is the value of the Muslim blood, wealth, and and the honor is today, as we can see that we are losing even that part of uh, of our uh, of, of our deen. Then Rasulullah sallallahu says, "Remember that you will indeed meet your Lord, and that He will indeed reckon your deeds." God has forbidden you to take usury, riba. Therefore, all riba obligations shall henceforth be waived. Your capital, however, is yours to keep. You will neither inflict nor suffer any inequity. Allah has judged that there shall be no interest, no riba, and that all the riba due to Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib shall henceforth be waived. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he pointed out the idea of the riba even in the last khutbah he wants to bring that up as an important thing that it is a haram and not only it is a haram that an individual should not be involved in that rather Rasulullah sallallahu as a ruler he started the implementation right from there and he started from his own uncle the one who was involved in receiving the riba from the people and he said he is going to waive that riba first. Yes, you can continue to take your principal amount that you give it to somebody. And about the riba, Allah Azza wa Jal has uh, revealed the ayat in a uh, rebuke this uh, act of riba people are involved in in a very severe manner. In one of the hadith of Rasulullah which is reported by Abu Huraira, it says, "Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, riba sabuna huban." Aisaraha an yankiha rajulu ummah that uh, riba has 70 levels and the lowest level of, uh, of, of that is as if a man commits intercourse with his mother. This is the lowest level of sin a person can commit. And the other hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says An Jabi qala la'ana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam curse who akil riba wa mu'kila and he said, the one who takes riba, the one who gives riba, the one who writes the contract of the riba, and the one, two people who become the witness of the riba contract, they're all same. And Rasulullah sent his lana on him, and he cursed the, the, those, all those four people. So that's about the riba and the lowest level of riba. 
What is the highest level of above Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who believe, the have taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal and leave the remaining riba if you are a believer. And if you do not do that, then inform them of the war from Allah and his messenger against the person who is still involved in riba. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the third point. I would like to mention the third point out of the khutbah. It says, beware of shaitan for the safety of your deen. He has lost all hope that he will ever be able to lead you astray in big things. So beware of, all, of following him in small things. So shaitan has lost the hope that the, the ummah will do the shirk or the things like that. But he will still wants you to get involved in the smaller things and from there he will deviate the ummah to the bigger things. See, when the, when the, when the Sallallahu Wasallam is asking us to be careful about even the smaller thing, does not mean that we can do the big things now. Obviously, if you be careful about small things, you will not be involved in the bigger haram regardless. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhalladheena aamunudkhulu fi silmi kaffah wa la tattab'u khutubati shaitan O you who believe, enter perfectly, enter completely in Islam. And do not follow the footsteps of shaitan. He is your clear enemy. Allah said the fourth thing in the khutbah. People, it is true that you have certain rights with regards to your women. But they also have rights over you. Remember that you have taken them as your wives only under a trust from Allah. And with his permission, if they abide by your right, then, then to them belongs the right to be fed and clothed in kindness. Do treat your women well and be kind to them, for them, for, for they are your partners and committed helpers. And it is your right that they do not make friends with anyone of whom you do not approve, as well as never to be unchaste. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam have already talked about the rights that are that belongs to the women 1400 years ago islam gave the rights to the men and women and without any biasness because these rights are given by allah azza wa the creator of the heavens and the earth and those rights have to be given to the one who it belongs to we don't give the rights to the women because of feminist movements or we don't give the rights to the men because of male chauvinists out, out there, they're looking for their rights, or they want to have supremacy over the women. We don't give rights to this race or that race or this gender or that gender. Rather, we give the rights that Allah has given the rights to people. He's the one who can give the rights in the, in the proper manner to all the human beings and even the animals. The first thing Rasulullah talked about was people listen to me in earnest, worship God, perform your five daily prayers, fast during the month of Ramadan, and offer zakah. Perform hajj if you have the means. These are the pillars of Rasulullah mentioned about the Islam. And as we know, in the hadith of Rasulullah, another hadith of Rasulullah has mentioned, Bunniya al-Islam ala khams, shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh, wa aqami salah wa ita'i zakah, wal hajji wa sawmi Ramadan. That the hadith is reported by also Ibn Umar, radiallahu anhumah. 
Islam is based on five things. The testimony, the shahada, on the witness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad being the messenger and the his servant. The observance of the salah, the payment of zakah, hajj, if you, if you, if you have the stata'ah, the capacity, and the fasting during the month of Ramadan. So when Rasulullah sallam is talking about these five pillars, of course it does not mean five pillars from the context of the secularism that we talk about this, these five pillars of Islam and forget about the rest of the deen. These five pillars are the pillars on which the rest of the building rests. rest of the Islam is supposed to be on. And the whole Islam is supposed to be followed. As we talked about already uh, earlier, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us that the, يَا أَيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا خُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ شَيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ That enter into Islam completely. Then Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned, All mankind is from, Ad, uh, from Adam and Hawa. An Arab has no superiority over Ajam, non-Arab. Nor does a non-Arab or Ajam have any superiority over an Arab. White has no superiority over black, nor does a black have any superiority over white. None have superiority over another except by the, by the taqwa and the good actions. This idea of equality that Islam provided among the people 1400 years ago, we can see until today how the people have been uh, oppressed under the name of racism, whether it's about uh, one, one race against another race or one nation against another nation. Or at, at, at large, in general, the powerful one is oppressing the weak one. And we, as a Muslim, we understand, we know that Islam solves this problem of racism on individual level and on a, on a systematic on a systemic level as well. Number seven thing, Rasulullah as I mentioned, learn that every Muslim is a brother to uh, every Muslim. And that Muslim constitute one brotherhood. Nothing shall be legitimate to a Muslim which belongs to a fellow Muslim unless it was given freely and willingly. Do not therefore do injustice to your brother. The unity of the Muslims is one of the most important things. And this is why Rasulullah even mentioned in this khutbah as well. As Allah Azza wa Jal also mentioned in Namal Mu'minun al ikhwa the believers are nothing else but the brothers or brotherhood in Islamic deen, in the deen of Islam. So make reconciliation between your brothers and fear Allah that you may receive mercy. And Rasulullah also talked further many other places as well about the brotherhood, how the brotherhood should be. As the hadith of Rasulullah says, that al-muslimu akhu al-muslim la yadlimu wa la yakhdulu wa la yahqiru The hadith says, a Muslim is a brother of a Muslim. He does not oppress him. He does not betray him and give it to the, to, to the enemy. And he does not look down at his own brother. That's what the Muslim brotherhood is about. And that's the way a Muslim should treat another Muslim brother. You don't have to be a blood brother to, to show this kind of a love. This is a person who says, La ashadu la ilaha illallah, ashadu Muhammad Rasulullah. That's enough for you to treat him like your brother. Because Allah is the one who has made this brotherhood among us. The eighth thing Rasulullah mentioned, remember one day, 
you will appear before God, before Allah, and answer for your deeds. So be aware, be aware. Do not stray, stray away from the path of righteousness after I am gone. Here Rasulullah is reminding us of fact of life that do not forget that we are all accountable in front of Allah Azza wa connecting all those things that Rasulullah mentioned already to the aqeedah of Islam. Everyone shall taste that. And only on the day of resurrection shall you be paid your wages in full. And whoever is removed away from the fire and admitted into the paradise, he indeed is successful. The life of this world is only the enjoyment of deception. A deceiving thing. The other thing Rasulullah mentioned, that number nine thing that I'd like to talk about, people, no prophet or, or, or no, no Nabi or Rasul will come after me. And no new faith will be born. Reason, <coughs> reason well, therefore, O people, and understand words which I convey to you, I leave behind me two things, the Quran and my example, the Sunnah. And if you follow these, you will never go astray. So now Rasulullah is summing up everything. That now, when I am leaving, there will not be any more messenger. There will be no more new message will come. The message has been completed as I started the, the khutbah with Al-Yawma Akmaltu. That today, we have completed the kumdinakum that we have completed your deen today. So that this is what Rasulullah is mentioning about. And he's saying that that completion exists in the form of the Quran and the Sunnah. That is Rasulullah was leaving behind. And that is well preserved, well protected by Allah Azza wa Jal and will continue to be protected until the day of judgment. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us that Ya Ayyuhaladina Amanu, Atiullah wa Ati Rasul, wa ulil amar minkum, wa fahinta na'zatum fishayin faruddu ilallahi wa rasuli in kuntum tu minun to minuna billahi wa yomilah. Rasulullah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who believe. Obey Allah and His Messenger and the one who are with authority over you from among you, the one who are ruling by the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. But even them, you don't follow them if they, if you have any disagreement about what they are ruling over with you. If not from the Quran and Sunnah, then take him back to Allah and His Messenger. The, the main, the, no human being has the absolute say about ruling. He has to rule by Allah and His Messenger has revealed. The tenth thing Rasulullah mentioned was, All those who listen to me shall pass on my words to others, and those to others again. And it may be that the, the last ones understand my words better than those who listen to me directly. Be my witness. And then Rasulullah asked the Sahaba that if I have conveyed the message, and they said, Yes, upon which Rasulullah said, Be my witness, O Allah that I have conveyed your message to your people. The end of the, the khutbah Rasulullah again reminded the Sahaba that pass this message to the ones who are not here, they are not present. The purpose of reminding that like this is because now the da'wah needs to be carried on by the ummah to the people who will come after Rasulullah and it has to be passed on from one generation to another generation. And now today while we are standing here, this is on our shoulders 
that we have to carry this message and that carrying of the message has to be done in the way that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. Yes, we have to carry the message on the individual basis to whoever we can, but on top of it, it has to be carried by the, by, by the state, they implement the rules of Allah and carry the message to the rest of the world because that's the way Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. And that's the only way that we are supposed to do to be successful in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. Now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has, uh, he has conveyed the message the way it was supposed to be conveyed. And he has made the, made the people witness over him that uh, he took the shahada, that he did convey the message. Now it's our turn. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَتًا لِتَكُونُ شُحَدَاءَ لَلنَّاسِ وَيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْكُمْ شَهِيدًا That you are the best nation made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have made you the best nation. We have made you the just, the, the just ummah, the one provides the justice to the people. And you are witnesses over the people. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was witness over you. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did the job. Now that job is on our shoulder. Can we say that we have conveyed the message? If not, we better be prepared for this. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.